have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. get the first leg where I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello listeners and welcome to another big edition of the Two Units podcast. Big episode today. We've got specs across three states. The Sultan's Supper, pack your nags and as always we round out the show with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me, as always, is my great mate, the Sultan, and we're a little dejected, Sultan, aren't we? It's fair to say. Yeah, we are a little bit, mate. We had a big day at Inglis today, and and unfortunately, we've come home empty-handed, and we'll, we'll sort of go into the story of that maybe a little bit later about how we got nutted and, and how that sort of panned out, but one thing you can take away from it is we're disciplined jets. And you're not going there and buying a horse just so you come home with something. So we'll wait, keep our powder dry for another day and 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 march on from here. Absolutely. And look, thanks to all those that came along to Richmond Social on Wednesday night and caught up, you know, although we come on with uh, <laughs> with no product today, Salts, uh, certainly great, great opportunity to meet some of our listeners and uh, there'll certainly be something in the works soon, as you said, but disciplined jets for now. Yeah, we didn't come home completely empty-handed. I've brought home a tumbleweed with me, which was because a few tumbleweeds out there near the airport. So I got a tumbleweed on for a bargain. So that was pretty good, Matt. Oh, I've got a good scone out there actually with jam and cream. I, I, that, that's one thing. The like, I thought I was the biggest baller in the world. I got like this free lunch, everything. But really, our bidding just drove up prices for other horses, and they took ten percent commission on them. So we probably earned them about twenty grand today, and we got some beef and some scones out of it. So. A couple of lattes. <laughs> yeah. This fresh, delicious, tasty, meaty turkey-filled cold-cut combo. I eat three every day to help keep me strong. It is now time, of course, for the Sultan's Supper, an opportunity where we get to invite people along for just great performances from the week gone by. And uh, Salts, you've got a ripper off the top. I do. Darren Flindell was much publicised. His call on democracy manifest at uh, Warwick Farm on Wednesday. And I think everyone was praying the horse would win just so we could see how Darren would, would call it home. And if he'd do a better job than Cole Hodges, who called it home to win at Dubbo, and it took him the length of the entire straight to try and pronounce the horse, and I think he's still trying, poor old Cole. But let's just have a listen. Just <laughs> yeah, let's do some it. listeners that haven't haven't heard. It's Democracy Manifest in front with 100 metres to run from Italian informant. But gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Succulent Chinese meals all around. What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? He touched my penis. <laughs> the absolute great stuff, yeah. it's, it, oh, it just makes weird. you proud to be an Australian looking at that, doesn't it? It's like, it's, yeah. This is how we get arrested in style. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, moving on, mate. There's uh, one I'm inviting to the supper this week. More for just a little bit of a welfare check. You know, I often get a welfare check invite in, and and that's Blake Shin, who has announced that he's going to be moving back to Australia to continue his successful jockey career. And uh, he sort of opened up during the week about uh, the last few months in Hong Kong and and how you know with the strict COVID nineteen rules that he's been hasn't been able to 
you know, he's lived by himself in an apartment for a few months, hasn't been able to socialise outside racing and all that. So he's coming back to Melbourne for uh, for spring and then likely to relocate in Sydney. But we might welcome him back by inviting him and giving him a seat up the the upper echelon sort of end of the Sultan Supper table. Well, he's been riding in Hong Kong and killing it, but maybe we can offer him an actual supper and, and get a three units out of him. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah, that would be good. That'd be awesome, him riding down in Melbourne, won't it? So, see, Daniel Moore came back from Hong Kong, just said, like, you can't do anything. Like, mm-hmm. oh, get me out of there. You, you- get me out of here, <laughs> Mr. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Who else have you got, bro? Mate, I'm actually inviting along just from today, Steph from Haywood Bloodstock, who put together one of the most elite shortlists for us. She was out there in the torrential rain and sideways sort of stuff there out on Monday, Tuesday um, out at Inglis. Mm-hmm. And Big old fat rowing. It's an old Forrest Gump stuff. Yeah. Um, and she put together a great list, and, and I reckon there was a few that tried to piggyback that and our bitter salts today. But, you know, being a bloodstock agent, we didn't buy anything, so she's not getting her, her percentage. But she can get an invite to the supper. And her partner, uh, Joey Ramston, who's a 20, 26 Group 1s as a trainer in South Africa, thanks for coming. He was a great great assistance too, running the eye over a few Colts and, and fillies for us out there, Salt. So great people to have in the corner, and, and I'd love to have them at the supper. Yeah, isn't it great, like like Steph in particular, her assessment of each horse. Like she would watch a horse walk, look at its breeding page, and pretty much give a bang-on estimate of what the price is going to go for, which is unfortunate that on the day we bumped into a couple. <laughs> I think it's going to lead us in, mate. I think you're going to come off the long run here. I'm not going into packing eggs yet. I'm not ready because we did cast our eye over over a, a scissor kick cult who were pretty keen on. And the people selling this scissor kick cult came out and said, did you guys want to look over the x-rays? <laughs> Salty boy who wouldn't know, wouldn't know a horse if it bit him. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll cast my eyes, eyes over those. <laughs> and they brought out the x-rays and old mates holding them up to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, they loved it. They yeah, loved it. It was good gear, but um, it was good. yeah, probably leave it to the bloodstock agents. I reckon, salty. Yeah, fair dart. That gold regulation size are one. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. I see no finger paintings you bring home, and they suck. I'll come. All right, packing ags time. Time to send things packing that we're just not happy with. And, and there's a little bit of today about this salts. So just, you know, having one we're keen on in lot 40 and then having to wait to lot 166. There's a lot of time to sort of think and weigh up your options. And lot 40 and lot 166, well, the swoopers and the people that may have just outbid us by a couple of grand were via the telephone from Hong Kong, Salts. And uh, mm. I, t- I tell you what, mate, I'm, with me. I am sending Hong Kong packing <laughs> because th- they they saw you holding up those x-rays. I <laughs> knew I was keen. saw you casting your eye over some of those horses today and they've followed us in and they've blown us out of the water with their bigger bank accounts and yeah. I'm sending them packing. Mate, well, I know that this guy that outbid us, he saw me holding him up. He was on the phone. He goes, I've seen Salt's Ival. He's giving it the tick. <laughs> so Salt's Ival's giving it the tick. 
mate, those swoop bidders, this one, it was two in a row. Oh, I, I was asking Beery, I'm like, mate, is there sales etiquette? Because I'm feeding about to glass this guy. <laughs> we're, we're, in a, we're in a bidding war with these other people and we, we beat them. Yeah, we, we were the them. only two left. We beat them. They were fair right. They called square. it. They'd called it. The auctioneer had his hammer and he was about to hammer us home. We, we were licking our lips, standing behind us, first bid. Guy just comes over the top, outbids us by five grand, and just it, puts. It's like, come on! It like, was a, it was a mono e mono dog fight, and then this guy's just come in and just king hits he's like both feet, of us. Yeah, he's like yeah. full coward punched us. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I, I thought there might have been some etiquette, but it turns out there isn't. So yeah, we'll see. So <laughs> we go the next, next time. One. Yeah, yeah. two hundred, two hundred grand. Mate, just off the topic a little bit, we've we've spoken far too much about horse racing in this per- first part of the show. Agreed. So one thing that needs to pack its nags is people that stand on escalators. <laughs> it, it is so lazy. Unless you have a small child with you, mm-hmm. if the escalator in front of you is clear, you walk down it. Mate. It, it's, I- it's literally, it saves you a minute. Can, can I can I tell you one of the greatest like fat joke inventions of all time while we're on them? <laughs> the ones at the, the airport, airport. Yeah. they're just on the flat. They're yeah. like not even and up people, or downhill. They're on the flat, and people go on them and stand on them. Yeah, I look at that, and I'm just like, like even even the stairs at Spencer Street Station. If if you don't have your luggage and you're not walking up them, you're gonna have a good hard look at yourself. So. Just yeah. walk down the escalator, guys. It's it's so much faster. Shopping centers suck eggs as it is. <laughs> it's so good. Well, <laughs> I I think we'll pretty. I think the spirits were pretty high considering some of the uh, the roller coaster of emotions. We've been oh, there was some negativity. Sucks. There was some negativity. Oh, I might have declared um, this week's show was off. So we've done <laughs> we've done well to get here, mate. <laughs> we have. Yeah. Well, how about we? We we park this sec- we park this section. We put it on ice, and then we'll uh, come back on the other side with some specs ahead of the weekend. Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top flux or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best not available WA races. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back, listeners. It is now time for Salt Specs as we preview races across three states this week. And as always, Salt Specs is proudly brought to you by our great mates there at Top Sport. We're going to look at the Caulfield. Morfittville and Randwick cards this week. And Salty, we're going to kick things off as we always do in Victoria. Nice meet at Caulfield. Yep, the big V to kick things off. And the rail six metres is going to be a good fourth, good three most likely. And the winds are light, so I'd probably expect a fair track. In terms of me personally, I've got a few bets here, but just one we're going to look at now. So spoiler alert for a bit later. And that's race five. Mate. Yeah, it yeah. Is. it's Ovis Gold Dash, mate. It's over 1,100. Who you got? Yeah, this one's for you, mate. Ice pick Nick. Yeah. So this is for cold you. Operator. I'm yeah. a cold operator. Yeah, I'm you're, today. yeah, you're a cold operator and you, you had your North Face on today. So it's it's <laughs> so it's fitting. And <laughs> mate, he's in terribly at, at set weights and penalties, this horse, because he only had two starts for two wins. I'll have 0.85 of a unit on him. 
But he, he ran a figure last start at his second start that just pretty much highlights him as, as a very, very good horse. And really, he's had two starts. He elevated significantly from start one to start two on a different race shape. If he, ele- if he elevates again, he, he'll win this race. So I thought he's run. There was a bit of talk after he won at Mooney Valley last start about the rail being hot. But as the night progressed, it ended up being quite even. You know, September run won from back in the field in the group one that night. And Mate, he absorbed a stack of pressure. He got eyeballed the whole way. He ran along very fast time. He let them catch up on the turn, which mm. in general, if you've worked, if you've been pressured the whole way, if you've run time and all the swoopers catch up to you on the turn and you're left there, you you just don't win. But he, mm. but he kicked off it and he absolutely buried him. I think Midwest comes across very fast horse. I think he sits outside him. And, and what I'm hoping for is that Scissor Step, who's a very good horse, very good return and can run overall time. He might be a pair or two closer today, but just from barrier one, Midwest is going to be leading and outside him is going to be Ice Picnic. So these are two good horses. Midwest won't drop off until 100 metres to go. So I'm just hoping he gets buried, scissor step, and Ice Picnic can make the most of clear running. Yeah, and he gets Linda Meach on on board again for the third time. So she's yep. she's written him twice, and yep. you know going for the the three the three peat the picket fence. So Ice Picnic at five fifty on Top Sport Salts to start you off in race five on the card. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to head to race seven, mate, which is uh, another one of these Vobus Gold Sprints. It's over the twelve hundred, and uh, I'm going. The old-fashioned one-by-three play here, and it's for the Geligotis stable. And in terms of the price, it may not be a stack of value with the one-by-three, but this is this super consistent gelding has had 14 career starts, 12 of them finishing in the money. And I talk about Typhoon Harmony. Uh, last start was nabbed late by Jump the Broom at Mornington, but in that race was just flushed out a long way from home and just had every right to tire under the big weight. Second up here... I think we'll come on a fair bit from that run. Really nice map. It's drawn four. And I think it's a nice value play, Typhoon Harmony. Seven bucks, $2.40. The old-fashioned one by three. It's back. Yeah, it is back. It'll probably go on the bin for me for a little while. I did that one by three. and It should. It wouldn't have beaten the winner, but it should have placed. Yeah, it was a bit of, yeah. it was a, it was a, bit of a story of the week, to be honest. That I think that. That run encapsulated a lot of what we've, what we've been. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a frustrating last probably ten days, hasn't yeah. it? But yeah, that's life, mate. We, we've it's we've we've actually gone through that several times on this yeah. show. And that's just life. It's, it's, it's how, ca- how it it's works. Character testing too, isn't it? Like it's <laughs> yeah, always, I'm, I'm obviously following the process, but it's just one of those things where it's like you know. You've done. You've got so much data over such a long period of time. You know it stands up, and you just got to be consistent. So I'm looking forward to the other side of it with you, big fella. Yeah, big you know, time, absolutely big fella. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I was gonna sport you, and I was like, that's too much. If you sported me, I would have left. Do you reckon you would have quit the cast? I would have quit <laughs> the podcast. Yeah, it's a podcast. I would have quit the podcast. Because you did quit the podcast five hours ago and you're back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hey, let's I'll start a me- podcast up with like another host. I'll get someone else on. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, me and Brad Gray will start a podcast. He's, I like Brad Gray. He's a good looking dude, actually. Yeah, he's a bit yeah. of a rooster. He's, he's a form guy, not a host. But anyway, let's let's bit, move on. Let's go to Adelaide. Bit too Sydney for me. Uh, yeah, more yeah. people. <laughs> What's the track doing? Yeah, the rail is 11 metres. It's going to be a good four. It's a like 
perennial good four. So we say it every week. There is a fresh southeasterly, and, and we're talking, you know, up upwards of thirty clicks an hour. So that's at their back for the on for the shoot starts. So you know, if you don't have cover from that shoot start, I don't I don't think it's going to be that big a deal because you've got some wind at your back. Yeah, well, let's start it off. Saltsy in race four. It's a benchmark 78 over the 1,050, that famous distance at Morfittville. And uh, what do you like? Yeah, this is for the three-year-olds as well. And I like Sacred Amor. And I actually backed this horse at Panola on Sunday and it bolted in. It was wide there and bolted in. And if if the Doodle's happy to back him up six days, then, then I'm happy to back him. Yeah. So this, sorry, this isn't for three-year-olds. It's um, just a benchmark seventy-eight. You were correct, but yeah, the um, the he ran very fast time last week, and and when I say that, it was like clearly the fastest time of the day. Like it was a shit meet, but it was clearly the fastest time. But he ran his on a soft six, and the other two were on a five and a four because the track deteriorated throughout the day. So there was plenty of merit on the clock, and he's drawn wide again today. But like I mentioned that. You know, Barron probably won't get him any cover as, as um, you know, he doesn't mind to do lately. But the, there is the wind at the back, so I don't think it's that big a deal. And, you know, I I just think he's a good horse. I don't think he's fast. And if they back him up, I think he can win. I, th- I thought the favourite here extremely lucky. Like, mm. its debut in 900 metres at Murray Bridge started 10 bucks. Race just rated fair. You know, it was 21 into 10, but race just rated fair. The jump out was quiet, and, and it's a back marker from barrier one. So mm. I, I just, that's what drew me into having a bet to Sacred and More because I was like, well, this other favorite, that, that's on the drift a little bit. They opened that up at three bucks 80. It's out to four. I just thought, that's just taken up a bit much. I can actually play this guy. He's all right. Mm. Don't mind mm. that. Sacred Amour 420 in, in race four, which is a benchmark 78, not just for the three-year-olds. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> hey, that's why you're the host, mate. That's it. I'll Footy never over, come over the top again. Footy over the top. I should have hey, learned. Hey, let's head to race six, which is a group three, Saltsy, this one, and there's no age restriction here either. It's the Irwin Stakes, and it's a good it's a good little race. This it's one hundred and twenty seven thousand dollar race, and uh, there's a there's a few good horses that that turn up here. Yeah, it's a good race. It's a wait for age. It's a good lead up to the Goodwood. I I think instant celebrity here is the one most suited by a small field and zero tempo. Mm. Like the only leader in the race is Bella Vella, and she's off a very long spell and. What she'd need to do to win is to run along and bust them up. And like, if you do that off this long spell, well, there goes the rest of your prep. So I just can't see him doing anything but walking and sprinting. Hey, just yeah, a mate. quick question. Has she yeah. has she won Bella Vela since I backed her at 41 bucks in the Sangster? Nah, I think you jinxed her, mate. You got her. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, she's won it. She won the McEwen at the Valley. Sorry, I just needed to get that in there. That was, oh, uh- I actually backed her in that too, but she was five <laughs> She was five in that, not 41. So yeah, you, you still win. All yeah. right. We'll stop stroking each other off and <laughs> talking about insane celebrity. And, mate, I just think she's got a, a boomer of a turn of foot. And yeah. I think this race shape will suit her, suit her quite well. Yeah, and she's $3.60 there. That's instant celebrity in race six. We're going to head to race eight now, mate. It's the Redelva Stakes. It's a listed race for the three-year-olds. And it's over 1,100. What do you like? Mate, let's go back to that. I I was going to add just one thing about that instant celebrity. Sorry, bro. That she, um, 
Stokes has come out and said that if she doesn't perform, Mm. he'll retire her, and that's on the back of her having some knee surgery as well. So, like, that, that is a little bit of a concern, but she has jumped out and trialed on numerous occasions and and done that well. So I just thought I'd add that sort of as a no, that's a, as good. a prefix on top because people would read the article and be like, well, this dickhead's backing her off, no, off knee a, surgery. But I, I think good information. Well, she's she's, she's looking D-day. sound and stuff. Yeah, it's D-Day. It's D-Day. Well, yeah. when, you, when you say to Geldings, if Colts win or you lose your, your sack, they often win. So I would. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I'd be eased down six links. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we head over to the uh, Redelva Stakes now? The listed race for the three-year-olds over eleven hundred. Yeah, you race. like one. You like one that I like here. How about you go through well, first? We'll mix yeah, it up. Yeah, we actually, we're, I'm feeling the flow today, Salts, because yeah. we sort of pasted in our form, didn't we? And we'll bloody we're, we're with each other on about three, so it's nice. But that is I am me at seven dollars fifty uh, in the Redelva, and she looks a different filly this prep. Um, and I, I looked back through just where she's been in terms of this preparation. She's an absolute journeyman. She's got she, this is her fourth state territory this prep. So a couple of trials in Warwick Farm, won the Lickety Split in Canberra. Then spanked them last start in a class one at Ballarat. Now lobs here in Adelaide at listed level. So I think she looks well and truly up to this. Right stable, nice price and and different looking filly, this prep, as I said. Yeah, I, I'm with you, mate. She's she's seven bucks fifty. I'm gonna have point seven five units on her, but I, I just think she's the one too to buy eleven hundred as well, like back in Alia, back in trip and on good going as well. He's a better horse in the wet and, and twelve hundred meters. Magic Max can win, but I, I can't have him the same price as I am. He's, he's overbet because he was unlucky last start. Manhattan Times back in trip barrier one, like sort of by process of elimination and the fact that I actually like this horse, I, I think it sets up well for it. It's got a boomer of a turn of foot and it's never run overall time just because it's never been given the opportunity to, but it just drops its head and sprints hard. So I think if they run fast here, just sucks up midfield and, and let's rip. Yeah, that's Iron Man at seven fifty, and and I will just add again, like we didn't didn't mention, but in the, in the care of Kieran Maher and David Eustace, who just an absolute juggernaut when it comes to placing the horse as well and the strategy that they take on. So those four state territories in this prep, you know, let let the results speak for that. So yeah, oh, I spot think, on. I think good bet, uh, mate. We're going to head to Sydney now. We've got a few tips at Randwick to go through on today's ep and uh what can we expect up there are we are we edging away from bottomless decks or no it's going to be a heavy eight so it's still going to be wet well what's interesting here is the rail's 11 meters like it was eight meters last week and the rail was hot like it's going to get a break in a little bit man just it should never been in in the eight meters last week it should have been true even ron duffercy who's like the duff the duff the duffster (laughs) <laughs> he never bags like anything to do with racing New South Wales and that. And like, fair enough, it's like his employer. He was filthy yeah. last week. He's like, the rail should have been true, should have. And, and now it goes to 11. There's not heaps of data at 11 metres in the wet like recently, but I do have a, a similar setup back in August 2020 when the rail was plus nine metres and wet and hot rail. And then two weeks later, it went to 11 metres and was wet again. And the rail was off. So I, I, I'm not sure it's going to be a hot rail like it was last week. I'd probably be, 
probably expect it to be a little bit fairer, but there are a few what races I will watch just to, to see before I bet. Yeah, nice. I got one later in the card where I'm going to need it to be a little bit fair. So that's yep. good to hear. Yep. Um, let's head to race four though, before we talk about that one, it's a benchmark 88 and it's over the 1800. Yeah. I like a horse here. Second Australian start alias and, I thought his Australian debut at Newcastle was an absolute beauty. He was home in the race fastest last four and 200 metres, and that was on the back of a very, very strong tempo. Like the winner, O President, went almost 15 lengths faster to the, to the 600 of the benchmark. They they absolutely rattled to the 600, and then he's come home relative to the race quite well, and he beat Irish Sequel there fair square, and I did – didn't mind that horse the other week at Canterbury and it, and it got well backed, but then the races got called off. Mm. He, he meets him here again, Irish Sequel and Alias on level weights. And I just think Alias is a better horse. He had a beauty of a trial between runs. And, you know, he's got some, this is 1,800 metres, but he's got some ratings at 1,600 metres overseas that absolutely trounce these. And he's got one at 2,200 metres that beats these quite well. So 1,800 metres, I'm, I'm confident he's the best horse. And if he's three back and one off, I think he just sprints past them. Keen on him, 1.35. Yep, $2.30. The horse yep. with the highest ceiling, Saltsy. That's it, mate. Yeah, like nice. Yep. Um, hey, let's head on to race five now. This is... What do we got here? The Grain Shaker Vodka Handicap. Get around them. We might have to get them on the one? show. Yeah, the Grain be. Shaker. Yeah. Pop-up seltzer companies, mate. They're like they're, they're I reckon pop-up seltzer companies are more prominent than podcasts now. If you don't if you haven't started a podcast with your mates, you're going to start a seltzer company. Well, then good podcast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Let's start a seltzer. <laughs> if this fails, we're starting two unit seltzers. <laughs> uh, benchmark 72, mate. Hey, uh, three and four-year-olds here, so there's some age restriction. Yeah, nice, mate. You, yeah. You're bloody on top of it. I like it. It's over the 1,200. Yeah, that's it. You're killing it. And Six furlongs. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I, I, I like a couple here. I like Kia Royale for a unit. And the big easy, the big E for mm. half a unit. and That's what they call me on the golf trip, actually, just after, you know, my three wood. <laughs> That's what they call me at nightclubs. <laughs> <laughs> but, mate, I, I, you look at Kia Royale, I can't get the win of hers out of my head when it won at Canterbury. It was drawn barrier one. It sat leaders back. It was held up badly, copped an absolute bump and a half. And then with 100 metres to go, it got a gap and it burst clear and it won by like two lengths. Like mm. I, I love tenacious wins like that. It was very tenacious. Nice horses and good horses do that. It's had two trials. I, I'm willing to just wipe the run before the spell. It won well at Canterbury over 1,200. Then it went four weeks between runs to 1,300 metres at Rose Hill on a leader's day and just sort of sat outside the leader and, and didn't do much. But... I'm not sure we can blame the ground for that. I thought the first trial on heavy was good. The second one on the synth was was good. I just think it's a good horse and it's going to get that similar run and when the gap comes, it will punch it. And the other one is the Big Easy and what he's got here is a very, very similar setup to his last win and he doesn't have many of those. He's only two from 20, but his last win came when, it, albeit at Rose Hill, 
He was open grade back to 72 grade, same setup. He was off a freshen, tick. Tim Clark was on, tick, and it was in the wet. So very, very similar. And, and he closed hard last start in a good race with limited room. So I think he's ridden cold and I think he charges late. All right, you got Kia Royale, which you're playing for a full unit. Is that yes, right? mate. Yep. At four dollars twenty, and then half a unit on the Big Easy at nine bucks mm-hmm. in uh, in the Grain Shaker Vodka Benchmark seventy two. Hey, another horse in that field, Salts. I'm just going to get you on the fly. Zarastro. Yeah. Zarastro. So it goes yeah. back to the Sydney way of going. Just didn't really come up in Melbourne this prep, hey? No, nah, it didn't. It, it pulled up lame down the Flemington Strait, so you can forgive that. And you know, sometimes horses just don't hand handle the Flemington straight, but it got absolutely poleaxed last start at the Valley by, by our ice, boy, Ice Pick Nick. Pick Nick race, yep. yeah. Ice Pick Nick got absolutely crunched by it. Mm-hmm. And what the interesting thing is, they took it down to Melbourne to avoid wet tracks. So and yeah, so now yeah. there's no race for it down there. They're bringing it up here and, yeah. I, um, I think last week you asked me about a horse. Oh, I was – Oh, I, I, I said that thing. I wasn't going too well. The thing f- that Brock Ryan rode count to rupee and he won. But yeah, I, def- I think that was I my think, leading question too. Yeah, I, I don't like, think this, this will be winning. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, since I was the like, golden eagle. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's how we're going. We can't even lay horses. Yeah. <laughs> nah, oh, well, we didn't win. Just yeah, we'll be back. Not by much. Yeah, we'll be back. All right. So they're the they're the plays. Just in case, not Zarastro. It's the big easy half a unit and. Key Royale one full unit in race five. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to head to race eight, Saltsy. I've got a bet there. It's what I alluded to just in the Randwick preview there before. The drink was mile. It's a benchmark 78 over the mile, of course. And uh, there's a good import for John O'Shea here. Diamil at $2.50. Two starts in Australia so far. And and I think this horse just looks like it's going to continue to measure up and 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 win better races and looks to relish these these sort of decks with some giving them. And J-Mac was just plain arrogant on him last start at uh, Warwick Farm, retains the ride from there. And I think he just goes back to back here and, and goes past him in 78 grade once again. Yeah, he's a better horse than 78 grade. So mm. that 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 there's no doubt. that That's what I'm going to watch for because, you know, he's drawn outside, he goes back anyway, but you're going to need him to be running on. So I'd, yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to wait to see if they can, and if he they can, got, I'll probably back him. He got a spot at Warwick Farm, like, and he got a good toe in. He got into a three-wide line and was yeah. No, he, he jogged he, into the race like he's winning a long way away yeah, from home. He, yeah, he was, but he did get the card. He's going to be a long way back in, in this one, well, according to the map. But we'll yeah, see. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that rounds out the uh, specs, Saltsy, at, uh, at Randwick, which means it, it rounds out the specs segment for this week. Unit. Okay, it is of course time for Unit of the Week where uh, we get someone on board to give us their best of the weekend. They get $200 in bonus bets from Top Sport. Uh, if they win, half of the winnings go to Horse Rescue Australia, half of the winnings go into their pocket. And this week we've got Lockie H and he rode in and he said, I'm, he goes, I'm an absolute mug punter, but I love steering the boys into a shorty. And, uh, mate, we're just, we're happy for any sort of return at the moment, Lock. So we're, we've got you on. And uh, this is what he's going with this week, Salts. Hey, lads. Thanks for having me on. 
Uh, my best bet comes up in race five at Caulfield on Saturday. It's a uh, scissor step. It's got a good second up record. It's two from two. Uh, it's got good credentials at Caulfield. Uh, should get a nice position on the rail from the low draw. Currently around $3.90 with TAB. Good luck. Hold on. Thanks, Locke, but we don't quote the... <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do those three letters even mean? I, I thought... I, no, he said T-O-P, yeah. S-P-O-R-T. That's our man. <laughs> oh, I couldn't be asked editing it. Editing it. <laughs> yeah, nah. Hopefully Tristan not listening. Hey, and they might have been off in your 390, but we have locked you in on top sport at 340, Lockie. So uh, <laughs> you're in at 340. Well, it, got, it got backed, I bet, since... Yeah. yeah. I think Ashlaw <laughs> came out. <laughs> <laughs> it takes 50 cents out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, Scissor. The scissor, oh, scissor me timbers, scissors. At, oh. uh, <laughs> we were going to get, by the way, we were going to get a scissor step today and we're going to call kick. it scissor kick, sorry, and we're going to call it scissor me timbers. Yeah. So we're flat as. <laughs> yeah, we're flat. Oh, <laughs> Darren anyway. Flindo would have loved that. I know he watches <laughs> South Park. <laughs> like Darren Flindo would have called him. <laughs> <laughs> Going to a highway. Anyway, yeah. let's let's give these units some two units. Yeah, good call. Hey, two units time. Best bets from around Australia. So it's, I'm going to kick things off. I'm going back to the Heath. It's race six. It's the showdown. It's a $1 million race. And uh, I'm keen on, there's a little bit of a connection here on the Taswegian in, in Bello Bow at $2.50. And mate, this this guy needed a helicopter last start at the Valley. I know you're pretty keen. And <laughs> yeah, the top of rescue. Yeah, ran up a few Donald Rumps and, and just had some awful <laughs> luck. Um, went through went through the line under four grips and, yeah, it, it was just a tragedy to be fair. And draws eight here, maps for a really good run. Blinkers first time, another plus. But uh, I think Bellow Bow is the best bet in the showdown, the $1 million race, over 1,200 there on Saturday. But just as a side note, Saltzy, you've got to respect Adam Trinder, I reckon, here. So he's sticking with Brendan McCall and giving him another opportunity across the Bass Strait to ride this horse. And uh, I, I had a look through the the jockey, um, the engagements there, and I noticed that the likes of Damien Oliver and Craig Williams don't have rides in this race. And yeah. this is this isn't a this isn't a maiden. <laughs> you know, like this is a nah. this is a one million dollar race. So, um, yeah, respect Adam Trinder for for sticking with your your local boy, and uh, and I hope it all works out for you and for me because it's my best bet. Yeah, I respect that too, and I I, I respect you as well, Footy. And I, Thanks, I'm bro. having one point three five units on this too. I think this is a really nice bet. But the yeah, there, there was a bit made about that ride from Brennan McCall last start. You know, oh, it was a shocking ride, but you know, I'm the first to sort of. T- Speak at it. Speak for me. Kick when when one's got roll. But you know, in this case, I was like, well, the horse just could, he, he scrubbed its ears off so much that it can't hear anymore. It, mm. it just couldn't get to the front. So so the horse unfortunately put itself in that position. And then what are you supposed to do at Mooney Valley? Jump him. Yeah. So I just don't. I, that's why I think Barrier Eight. The blinkers yeah, the go chopper. on. Yeah. The blinkers. <laughs> the blinkers go on. Barrier Eight. Like even if he's out a little bit slow at Caulfield. Can just see it wide anyway, and and he mm. just rates way clear. Think he'll win the race, Brilliant. mate. My best bet of the weekend. It's just, it's like a best play. I don't have anything like super over the top or anything this weekend. But I guess you know in a race, this is 
uh, one of my bigger outlays. So this is race four at Caulfield. It's over the 2,000 metres, and I'll have 1.35 units on Grand Slam to win, who has been well-backed, and WUT, mm. 0.4 units to win. And Grand Slam, he was 14 to uh, 2,000 metres second up at HQ, and he had to sit outside the leader, and he faced the breeze in a very fast-run race. And that tops him up a treat here. He's had an extra break between the runs. He was in last week, but they've elected to hold him over for this. And, you know, going through a gut buster second up, that, you know, that, that can only help. And he's in the right yard to judge when he's right to go to the races. And I think he can lead and, and run along today and and be too good for him. Mm. He's only had one effort at Caulfield and, and he was third leading up, leading him up in a group one guineas. So, you know, he's a good horse. The other one's WUT, and, and both of these at set weights and penalties are in really, really well with their weights. So you, you'll find that with a few horses across the card at Caulfield because of the set weights, penalties, conditions across the day. There'll be some some very well and some poorly weighted horses. These two horses are, are weighted really well, and he's a noted trial performer. You know, I'll go back and watch all his, you know, the majority of his trials just to see how they measure up to this prep, and he's a good trialer, but his trials this prep, they just had this little bit of an edge about him where I just think he's back in, in super, super nick and he sprinted well at his trials. And I think Paddy Payne can can do what he did with Defibrillate recently and that's have him forward enough. You know, he's had a number of jump outs. Have him forward enough to win fresh at 2,000 metres first up at Caulfield. So, yeah, I think he's a good roughy, WUT, and, mm-hmm. and, and Grand Slam will back him too. Bit of a bit of a tazzy theme for us salts with WT, the former Hobart Cup winner as well. And yeah, uh, there. So you've got WT at twenty dollars, and you're going to have 0.4 of a unit on him. And then you've got yeah. Grand Slam at two forty five. You're going to have one point three five units there. Hey, uh, betting around ain't no deal done. I just thought, well, the market's corrected itself. I, I just thought in the in the opening markets, he was just. Too short. And, you know, he's a nice horse and he's won really well over 1,800 metres before. But he's never been to 2,000 metres before. He's out of an okay race, but it's not the same strength as the race that Grand Slam's through. And, yeah, I I just thought he was a bit short given he's not had that run at 2,000 metres and Grand Slam has. Mm. And Grand Slam's going to be leading too so and and if something's going to sprint from behind him i think it can be wut so i thought he was short enough excellent well salty they're they're the two units plays which means that brings an end to the two units episode what are we season three episode 13 what a juggernaut (laughs) (laughs) what a juggernaut um but yeah good luck on the weekend salts i'm uh, i'm looking forward to it as always listeners gamble responsibly um, we'll be on RSN tomorrow. We've got a weekly slot now, don't we, Saltsy? Friday, yeah, every 12, Friday, twelve-ish to one-ish around that that time. So we yep. um, look forward to chatting racing in there with Maddie Nevitt, and uh, yeah, all the best, all the best across the weekend. Gamble responsibly, and we'll be in your ears again next week. Have a good one. Touch and it gets set you free. We don't have to run.